episode 176. That's the spirit. And what do we have here today? A dumb birthday game from February 12th, 1996. The title of which shall be Black Silk Norm Legers. Our players. I'm on the phone from home, Mike Epstein producing and playing in studio, and asking a question to Norm for clarification on a discussion Norm and Jack had. Just you wait. Ken Newman in traffic, or not. Arlene from Philly. Russ working at the Ottawa International Airport in Canada. And the purring Gene from Hyde Park. The birthdays. Joe Garagiola, Arlen Spector, Bill Russell, Judy Bloom, Arsenio Hall, Joanna Kearns, and Franco Zeffirelli. We also are blessed with two historical events. In what year did George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue premiere in New York? And in what year did the first round-the-world automobile race begin in New York? Oh, and that's right, dead birthdays, Abe Lincoln. We are also treated to a commercial read from Norm for the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. This is another classic. And so you may participate at home and yell out, that's the spirit. I will pause after I mention the episode number. Ready? Episode 176. Excellent. Black Silk Norm Leger's slinks its way to your ears. Now. Tony Nesbitt, I'm so glad you're with us, Tony. Oh, thank you for that lovely introduction, Norm. Oh, Very happy to be here. You're a lovely person, and to have you on the program makes it even more lovely. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. We also, of course, we have Mike Epstein, who's uh, producing this very same program. Yes, I, I am. You can tell by the pace the program is going in. And uh, Mike will be members of the, a member of the panel as well. Yes, sir. Well, and before we get underway, if you don't mind, I don't know. I wasn't listening Friday night. I happened to sleep Friday. Oh, jeez. I, I know. Forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you and Jack Hart were talking about what you lounge around in or, or something like that. Do you remember anything about that? Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, Jack Hart at that moment... Or at least it, it, it talked about you know his his jammies. He wears jammies with yeah. feet and the hatch on the back and a knitted <laughs> little cap when he goes to bed. So we were just pointing out the fact that women who had some kind of a fantasy thing about Jack Hart ought to know that that's the way he looks a lot of the times. So. And how did you how did you describe how how you look when you lounge around? Do you remember? Yes, I do remember yeah. a black. A black silk negligee, I think I was saying. Or that that might explain this. I I had this left for me at the um, desk. As you know, during the course of the night, we talk with some of the uh, callers. That we just sit there and chat for a few minutes while they're waiting to go on. Yeah. One of them is Mary in Peabody, and Mary Mary left this at the desk for me and said, "Give this to Norm. I think he'll appreciate this." Oh, really? This would work much better on television, obviously. But okay, well. we'll see. Ah. Are you excited about this, Tony? I am. I, I have am. no I idea what this Whatever is. it is, I can't wait to see you in it. Okay. This, well, let's see. There's a card that uh, comes along with this. It's a very nice rural card, you know, of a barn and a house that looks a lot like, like my own. Courier and I. <laughs> Here's a little something to add to your collection. Love kisses. Mary and Peabody. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is that, an inflatable doll? What was that? <laughs> no, no, it's a, this is the, oh, look at this. It's the tissue paper. <laughs> you can hear the tissue paper. And inside. Is that what I think it is? is it's it's uh, what I described. It's a black. Oh, God. It's, it's a, 
What do you, what do you call that? What, what this, uh, this a, a, uh, is a negligee? A teddy, is it a yeah, teddy? I, I guess it's a nighty of one kind. A nighty or a teddy could be a teddy, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Or a baby doll. They call them baby dolls, certain ones. Uh, it could be. Let's see if there's a there's a name on here. I just saw a tag. Where did I see it? Nathan's of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, Fredericks of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, Fredericks of Hollywood is where it came from. Oh, is it crotchless? Is it one of those? <laughs> no, it's not. The, it's not topless. It has. No, uh, is it crotchless? Oh, crotchless. <laughs> no, no. It's it's uh, no. It's not a. It's not that. It's a. It's a. <laughs> no, it's like a little small slip. I, I know there I must guess, be names right. for this, but I don't know this stuff. I don't usually wear those yeah. things, so I couldn't really tell you exactly <laughs> no, what was, they are. That shows you before you go on the air and start joking to 38 states. <laughs> you know, think, think a little bit about what you're talking about. That's really good. Make yeah. sure you wear that next week. Where? <laughs> Where would I wear this? <laughs> i tell you the truth. I happen to be such a manly guy that this doesn't bother me because I know my machismo. Yeah. The pride expression shows through yeah. no matter what I'm wearing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> That'll teach Raleigh for taking the night off. <laughs> and uh, let's bring in uh, a suave, debonair kind of guy, yeah. a, man, a man from the WBC 24-hour network service, which is a service we give our listeners because we're that kind of people, is Ken Newman. Hello, Ken. Uh, have we lost? Maybe, maybe. He, just, he doesn't recognize you because you're you're wearing your costume. Yeah. Could well, that, why don't you go on to the callers and I'll try and bring him up later. I don't oh, know if there's okay. a problem with the. Uh, yeah, maybe. Do you think the screen and stuff? Okay, hold on, Ken, because if you're trying to get through, we can't hear you. So shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I thought that as Susan make him feel better by talking that way. I saw Broken Arrow. This. Uh, well, what did you think? Eh. Not too great, eh? I was disappointed, to tell you the truth. Ah. Travolta's very good in it. The female character is a complete waste of time. And because she's in a lot of the scenes with Christian Slater's character, it kind of ruins his character. Oh, I see. You think he was... Dialogue, some of the dialogue was, was foolish. <laughs> and uh, there were a few scenes, there was a fight scene with uh, Christian Slater and John Travolta, and... One scene, Travolta's nose and mouth is all bloodied, and then there was another cut to a scene. Now he's only got blood dripping from the side of his mouth, and his nose was completely clean. <laughs> so somebody obviously was not paying close attention. Yeah, that I mean, that I does happen. It was so obvious. It that's, was so obvious. That's funny. Were there scenes that like, the Indian, me want him, whop him? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. No. The closest thing would come was that it took place in the, in the uh, desert southwest, out in Utah. Well, Utah is not exactly kind of the southwest. Uh, yeah, but it was sort of it, it was the canyons and uh, uh, I well so not, well yeah well, was that the call I don't know it wasn't the Grand Canyon necessarily but there was a river in yeah, the canyon was, bed. Was well, canyon there, there's a, there's a, yeah there's no, the, the Grice Canyon is in Utah. Yeah, uh, Grice something or other. I, I don't know. I all I know is I I hunt many buffalo with my bow and arrow. Was that line in there? I'm, I'm, I'm Maybe making. just at the end, before they, <laughs> before the end came on the screen. Okay. Oh yeah, there was. Yeah, I was just disappointed. Okay, so we'll give it how many? Uh, it's kind of funny. I hear David Brutner do movie reviews, and something he hates and thinks ought not to have been a do movie, and he'll give it two stars out of five. I would think he'd give it. I don't think I've ever heard him give it no stars. 
No, I, I think uh, I, he gave one one movie one time a half of a star. Oh, a half of a star. I see. Yeah, I don't remember what movie it was. This, I, I, I don't know what I do. Maybe I'd probably a, overall give it a thumbs down. A thumbs down. Okay, yeah. one thumbs down is worse than two. Maybe because my expectations were really high. Very excited about it. Oh, look at this. The guy in the Herald gave it four stars. I think he loved yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah. that's James Vernier. Yeah. Yeah. James, yeah. yeah. Hey, we have Arlene from Philadelphia with us. Hi, Arlene. Hi. Have you happy seen... Happy Valentine's Day. Well, happy Valentine's Day to you, and uh, lovely to have you back with us and playing America's beloved dumb birthday game. And we also have Russ, who's up in uh, Canada. Uh, good morning, Uncle Norm. How you doing, Russ? Very good, very good. We're starting to get a flurry of activity here this morning. I don't know why, but... Uh, you're at the airport at Ottawa. In the International Airport, right. Ottawa, the uh, what is it called? The Ottawa International Airport, or can well, I... that's the old name. They changed it most recently to. They named it after famous Canadian uh, history historical figures. This is now called the McDonald Cartier International Airport. Oh, McDonald was Cartier for like for Jacques Cartier? Uh, <sighs> no, for the man himself, McDonald Cartier. Oh, the, oh, he had the same last name as uh, Jacques Yeah, it's another figure, and uh, I guess I'm not being a good ambassador here. I should know the history behind it. I work here, but I don't. No, because I know there's the big Jacques Cartier Bridge, which is in the province of Quebec. Yeah, that's the Jacques Cartier, yeah. yeah. But no relationship. No, this is a different person. Oh, actually, this may be half and half. It might be after Sir Johnny MacDonald and... Um, Jacques Cartier, I guess they might have done it half and half. Okay, will you check that out for us, for heaven's sake? We had to ask, Tom, did we? Have to I know, know yeah. I know. <laughs> what kind of a Canadian are you, Russ? Anyway. <laughs> okay, we also have uh, Gene from Hyde Park is with us. Hi, Gene. Remember me? Do I remember yeah, you? Would I ever forget you, Gene? Would I ever forget you? If I forgot you, may my left hand hang limp from my body. I'm here. May my toes curl inwards. Oh, my toes. May my belly button drop oh, off, releasing my, my, my entire rump from my body. I'm in the middle of a stick. Will you be quiet, Gene? That's why I didn't date you again after the prom, because you kept interrupting my lines. Yeah, right. It had nothing to do with the necklace. The necklace she found, right? <laughs> That's yeah. She took off my shirt and found the necklace underneath. <laughs> You're talking, aren't you, Gene? And we're not even paying attention. So go right ahead. We'll give you some time. Go ahead. Well, I think he's the greatest. I think Norm is the greatest. Oh, be quiet. Never mind. You know, I don't need people sucking oh, up to me. Man, <laughs> okay. Do we have Ken with us now, too? Ken, are you there? Uh, I don't know if he even realizes that we're doing the game today. Don't, oh, that's right. He may not. No. Oh, but I just talked to him, uh, you know, right after the, you know, we had trouble at three. So he knows I'm here. Maybe I sound a lot like Bob Raleigh. Do you think so? No, I was thinking that myself. Yeah, because sometimes it uh, happens that way. I do sound a lot like him. You know, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hey, so I guess we're going to have to do with Rob Ken because he's usually, usually, usually kind of fun. If you like, I can run into... Yeah, call him live on the air and, uh, and say, what the heck's going oh, on? Oh, yeah, you want to use the phone, Nick? And you can you call him on I that could, phone? I but I don't know the number over there. Uh, off the top of my head. I Tony, do, do you I... happen to know it? Yeah, I do. What is it? Uh... Should we give it on the on the air? I don't think. Yeah, I'm not that, sure. I don't that's know that's if it's one of those. We may have an inside idea. hotline number, so. Yeah. yeah right, right. It's right there on. It's right there above the phones, uh, stuck to the. Um, yeah, but but I'm not in. Oh uh, uh, well. Then right, the yeah, okay, we'll hold off just a minute, and uh, you might want to check. 
he's very good that way. You know, he doesn't mind these extra duties. And he's going in the call again to get him on, on, the, on the program. Uh, this is some just of the, are you all all you kids here in the teen canteen and you folks out there on the panel you all having fun loads yeah yeah loads i wouldn't I wouldn't, re, I wouldn't call out exactly the most enthusiastic response i have ever heard okay we have a lot of a lot of interesting people incidentally were born on this day including abraham lincoln we won't guess his age why are you using an old book norm i heard you last night mention the book yeah. you're using is that's like right years. yeah what well, happened to... Well, see, there is no new book. Number one, I didn't get a new book of Chase's calendar. Because yeah, well, what about I, your, birth, your celebrity birthday book? Okay, now that was last year. And uh, they keep... Uh, they, they, they made it a three-year book. So that, that's, that's somewhere, but uh, that's not updated either because that was printed some time ago. They made... They they, they made that a three-year book a, now? A three-year book, yeah. Really? You buy it and it's all set for three years. They don't come out with a new one each year. And so I, there's probably a new Chase's book, the one that we, we're going by, the calendar of events, which I don't like as well as the other one. But that's it, so I, mm, so I keep okay. updating that. So, so I really don't have any updates, except we add the Associated Press yeah. stuff. Is he, is he with us now? He ought I, to be right here. I, I, I don't talking hear about any, me? No, I don't yes, hear anything. Yes, we're talking about you. No, I don't hear anything. I just hear a voice mumbling a lot, but that can't be Ken. No, that's not me. How you doing, Ken? I'm <laughs> this sorry. This is my imposter. Did you, did you assume that there was no dumb birthday game today because it's two, uh, Monday morning? Well, I just, I sort of assumed that, yeah. Yeah, so we meant to get memos out, and we didn't, and by mistake, we sent memos to uh, Peter Casey and other people. And uh, we got memos back from them saying, oh, shut up. We don't care what you do. <laughs> you know, we don't even care what you broadcast. Just be there to fill the air in case some really important story happens. That must have been where the confusion that came from. That probably, that's probably it. <laughs> anyway, a lot of interesting people born today, including uh, Joe Garagiola, well-known former catcher, base, big league baseball catcher, and uh, sportscaster. Uh, born in St. Louis, Missouri, on this very day, February 12th. Uh, how old, Arlene, how old would you say Joe Garagiola would be? Oh, I think about 77. 77, okay. And what do you think, Russ? Um, let's try 74. Russ is going to try 74. And those of you driving by uh, WBZ's beautiful studios, the 75-story building here on Soldiers Field Road, we do have a big marquee out front. And we're flashing the ages and stuff, <laughs> so you should keep up on keep up with it. Gene, what do you think? I'd say seventy-six. Seventy-six. Okay, there you go. Mike, what do you say? I think seventy-six sounds about right. Seventy-six. Okay, and Tony. Sounds about left to me too. Seventy-six. Seventy-six. My goodness. And uh, Ken, what do you think? I think that uh, I'm going to go with seventy-four. 74, same as what Russ said, which means that both of you come the closest, but Joe Garagiola is only 70 oh, years oh, old today. Oh, 70. Just a young kid. Oh, yeah. it, should, it should still be playing, really. That's not it. 70? Uh, boy, do you realize that people don't be, be, they don't even come of age? They don't even reach their peak till they're 70. They don't even start getting good. No. 70. Uh, 70, some people say 73 oh, is the age. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, he said he was using the Hall of Fame and all that too. Great catcher. 
So we have uh, two winners. We have Russ and we have uh, Ken Newman and uh, Senator Arlen Specter. Might be a little tough for you up there in Canada, Russ. He's an American senator. Oh, I'm a close fan of uh, Senator Specter. Oh, are you really? Oh, yes. I follow his political moves day in, day out. <laughs> okay. He ran for president, which is why I think most people would remember him. He dropped out. He probably has the record of dropping out the sooner than most anybody else ever did in the history of the political candidate. He, he just couldn't raise enough money, and so he's not a candidate and hasn't been. But how old would you say? Is, oh, also, also the, uh, uh, the uh, what's that remember the, uh, the uh, feminine, the, uh, the, uh, yes, Norm. You, you know, they're thinking about Anita Hill. Anita Hill, yeah, yeah, yeah that that whole uh, situation there. Yeah, he was he was big in that whole. He thing. was he was defending. Uh, he was kind of going after Anita oh, Hill, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's start with you, Ken. What do you think, Senator Arlen Specter? Uh, I'll say sixty-three. Sixty-three. Okay, Tony. What do you think? Hmm. Well, we have to speculate and say. <laughs> Oh, that's that's close. Yeah, 60, that's the well, no, sixty-three. Sixty-three, same as what they can just said. Sixty-four. Sixty-four. Okay, Alan Specter, incidentally, is was, was uh, born in Kansas, Wichita, Kansas, but he's the senator from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Just shows you there's a there's a message there, but I I'm not sure what it means. It you means wherever you are. That's there you go, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, both of what, what you both said, certainly they both make a lot of sense to me, even though I didn't I don't have any ideas what you were talking about. Mike, what do you think? Ireland, Senator Ireland Specter. I think Senator Specter is, is the, uh, is what, is um, 64. 64, okay. And uh, Gene, what do you think? 65. Gene says 61 in a very sedate, subdued voice. Who's who's making that? Is that you, is Gene, doing those funny noises? That was the <laughs> sexy purring noise. Yeah, oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, that's that's like that uh, that uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein song. Uh, sexy purring noise? No, there's a song, The Girl That I Marry. <laughs> Pink is a nursery, and she purrs. I don't know. It, it, uh, a lot of the women were objected to that whole song. They thought it was kind of uh, anti-feminist, especially, especially when they talked about the girl, the the, the girl that I married, purring like a kitten, <laughs> uh, dressing up in a vinyl Catwoman outfit. Well, she can dress up in this. I have to have this the black silky thing. <laughs> anyway, Russ, what do you say? Um, I'm going to take a chance, and I'll try 65. In case he's older, then I'm going to get it. Okay. Arlene, what do you think? You, well, your, na- your name is almost like his. Yeah, and since I live in Pennsylvania, I should know this, but I I, I don't know. But um, I'll make him a little younger. I'll, I'll just guess 58. 58. Actually, Russ... Is the closest he's uh, Senator Specter is sixty six and Russ at sixty five, and a couple of you guys, Mike and Tony, both said sixty four. So you were pretty close. How about the politics down there? I guess. Yeah. How about uh, how about Bill Russell? Bill Russell, the uh, basketball Hall of Fame, former coach of the Celtics, 
uh, it says here in parentheses that his name, his real name, or a name at birth anyway, was William Felton, F-E-L-T-O-N. Hmm. Uh, so so he changed it to William Russell. Anyway, Bill Russell, superb athlete. What do you think, Gene? How old is Bill Russell today? 59. How much? 59. Are you just saying that just to tempt me? <laughs> I didn't say 69. 59. You're going to say 39 is what you really, you honestly do mean that, to be 39. Okay. Arlene, what do you think? Uh, 41. 41. Tony? 56. 56. Okay. Russ, what do you think? Bill Russell, what do you think? Uh, 54. 54. Okay. Ken? I'm going to go with 56, too. I, I was going to say that. So I will. And you did say that. 56. 56. Okay. Mike, what do you say? Well, hoping no one else is going to catch up with me, I'm going to say 57. 57. Okay, that's enough to get you the win this time. He's actually six, 62. Oh, oh a lot older than any of you said. Getting up there. Yeah, he's, he's uh, getting up there. Yeah, 62. He won't really be there until he gets to be 70, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And then he's at his peak. That's when he'll probably get back into basketball. Right, he'll pull a Magic Johnson. <laughs> that's right. Get back on the court. <laughs> he would be, he wants to send a message to all those who think that senior citizens Ought to be yeah. ought to be dropped into the sea <laughs> and forgotten about. That old. Yeah, see, no, he's sixty-two. Okay, so Mike got that, and Mike and Ken has one, and uh, you, Russ, have two. Thank you, Uncle Bob. Okay, no, thank you, Judy. Oh, Judy Bloom. Kids would know her. She mostly wrote children's books, although author. she's written some. Yeah, she's written some adult books too. One one book was kind of teaching kids about. Uh, uh, sex in a way, and and some some parents were object, objected to that because she'd been uh, she'd been so much involved with kids' books. She wrote books like Blubber, Super Fudge, were a couple of her books. Anyway, born in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Uh, Russ, what do you think? Oh God, let's try. Uh, I have no idea who she is, but we'll try thirty-nine. You're going to try that, too. Yeah. I see. Whenever, you know, you know, whenever you see in doubt, you try 39, I say. You're not mocking me, are you, Uncle Norm? Yes, I was. Oh, okay. I was mocking you. Yes, I was. Definitely. Oh, yes. Mike, what do you think? I also have no idea who this woman might be. Yeah, see, my kids used to read her books when they were oh. very little. And so I kind of, kind of grew up Judy Bloom, and I interviewed her once when, when she had written this more adult kind of book. Which which book was it? In, any, I can't remember. The, I can't remember the titles other than the two that I mentioned. Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember that. Did you want to get it now? Do you think? Now that you're a married man, do you think it would be helpful to you? Is yeah, that, I think I might be able to learn a few things, especially if it's you know teaches you about sex. That's right, and it is. It's aimed at young people, very young people. Right. So it would be, be kind might, of language. This might be the help I might need for this uh, Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, it would be in language that you could understand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a wild stab in the dark and say um, 56. 
Arlene, what do you think? Uh, 55. 55, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Tony, what do you what would you say? Oh, she's blossoming at 53. Blossoming into, oh, bloom, I see. Yes. Excellent, yes. Oh, thank you. If I spelled her name B-L-U-M-E, which is the way she spells it, I don't know whether I would give any clues. It probably would not. But anyway, Ken, what do you think? Well, you know, I was going to say uh, 52, but now that you said B-L-U-M-E, I think I might change mine to 57. 57. Okay. The, the letters are much later in the alphabet, see, and it, it throws my whole calculations into a big jumble. Yeah, and you are a numerologist, <laughs> I know. I love, I love when Ken uses the technical terms. Yeah. Well, he does. <laughs> he, one of those. He's based his entire thing. life on, on uh, numbers, you know, the day he was born, the date, the years, you multiply them, divide them by six, <laughs> yeah. add on his, his father's age and that kind of stuff. And I win I the lottery all the time. I know that, and I know you've won a lot of things, and uh, I know that you got your job as a big-time traffic reporter as a result of knowing numerology. <laughs> so if you'll send away for our numerology kid, our operators are standing by. <laughs> anyway, Gene, how old do you think Judy Bloom is? 56. 56. Okay. Uh, Judy Bloom actually is 58 years old today. And so that means Ken Newman, who's right. at 57. I'm telling you, that numerology stuff works. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And also with milk or cream and some kind of fruit, many call it the breakfast of champions. <laughs> As today is also the birthday of Arsenio Hall. Whatever happened to him, he was riding so high with uh, Coming to America, the movies and stuff, you know, and with uh, Murphy, Eddie Murphy. Never liked him. He was one of those guys. Never, who, ever. I never trusted him uh, in a way. I thought his his reactions to things were overdone, mostly yeah. for the show. And he had those really long fingers. I think that really did him in at the end. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the long <laughs> fingers. But I remember him pounding on the the chair when he was supposedly getting into hysterical fits when people did a joke. Yeah. That was to show how he was appreciating it. I thought nobody appreciates jokes that much. Especially and not, that, not joke. that often. Uh, no, I mean, it's true. not that every single guest comes up. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no, that was. Uh, yeah, he really would kiss up to the guest. Oh, it never. Everyone was, was wonderful. Was, everyone yeah. was his best yeah. friend. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Arsenio Hall. Apparently, we just <laughs> taken a survey. Nobody misses you at all on television. Please welcome my very dear friend. Norman. Please welcome my very dear friend, Clint Eastwood. Please welcome my... I was just he was thing. friends with everyone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, let's start with... Uh, let's see. Let's start with you, Mike. How old do you think Arsenio Hall would be on this very day? I think Arsenio Hall is... And I know he's one of your very dearest friends. <laughs> he certainly is. Um, I'm going to say... Forty-six. Forty-six. Okay. Oh, you said was it was that you, Tony? That I was said Tony. Yes, it was. Well, Sorry. then I'll, why don't Couldn't you? Control myself. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us what you think he uh, what age he is? Uh, 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 uh. Forty. Forty. Okay. And uh, let's see. A uh, Jean. Uh, Forty-three. Forty-three. Okay, Ken. Well, you know, I was talking with him backstage just before the show, <laughs> and uh, I think he's—I think he's thirty-six. Thirty-six. 
Okay. Did, did, did he mention, because not that you can't use it anyway, but did he mention how old he was when you were talking with him backstage? Oh, we talked about all kinds of things, his newest movies, but uh, especially his age. I got the inside track. <laughs> okay. Arlene, what do you say? 37. Arlene says 37. Would he continue, consider you a very dear friend? Dear, dear friend. Okay. Dear pals. <laughs> uh, Russ, what do you say? How old is Arsenio Hall? Uh, he's very big up here. He's like the Jerry Lewis, uh, you know, friend. <laughs> oh, <here. no. laughs> he's very big up here. They think he's a genius in oh, Canada. He's all the rage. Um, I'm going to try 35. 35. Okay, Arsenio Hall actually is 41 mm -hmm. years old today. I, that seems to make Tony Nesbitt the winner. She, she said 40. Oh. Yeah, I said 40. Okay, so we have uh, a tie for first place between Russ and Ken, and one apiece with Mike and Tony. And nothing, is that you, uh, Gene, who said that? Zero. Zero. And, and nothing for me either. Yeah. I won my big trip to Kansas City. I'm so heartbroken. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wichita, Kansas, the vacation <laughs> capital of the world. Yeah, that's right. Do you all know jo Joanna Kearns? Yeah, she was in uh, in Growing Pains. Growing right? Pains, right. And a former national caliber gymnast. I didn't know she was really? that. I didn't know that. Hmm. Born in San Francisco, California on February 12th. And, of course, the question is, how old is Joanna Kearns today? Rather an attractive lady, as I recall. Is she not? She, she's not bad. Yeah, she was, wasn't was she Tony Danza's love interest or his wife? What did he play? What did she play? Is that the right one? No. Uh -oh. No, you're that thinking was, of Judith White. Ah. Who's the boss? Yeah. She was the boss. This is the growing pains. Actually, she's in any TV movie of the week that involves, like, a baby getting stolen or switched at birth or something. She's usually the mother. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Arlene, what do you think? Joanne, Joanne Kearns. Uh, 43. 33. No, 43. 43. Okay. Russ? I'm going to try uh, 44. 44. 44. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's easy way up in Canada. He We're pumping to yell. ourselves up. The polar bears are on the move. I can see them out my window here. Okay. <laughs> I once, you know, Russ works at the, uh, as we mentioned, the airport in Iowa. I once worked with a guy. One of the first stations I ever worked at was WESX, and we were, I was about 18. I was not about, but exactly 18. <laughs> there was a guy who used to come in with, a, with an Army shirt on. He was about my age, too. Never been in the Army or anything, but he had a scar on his forehead. And he said he used to work at an airport, and he got hit by a low-flying plane. <laughs> That's what caused the scar. <laughs> and I was so stupid, I believed it. <laughs> and, of course, the Army jacket, I think it was his father's, who was in World War II. <laughs> but, I, but I don't know. Every time I go to an airport, I think of that fellow, except I can't think of his name, <laughs> and getting hit by a low-flying plane. <laughs> Oh, that must have really, I thought, ooh, that must have hurt, and, but I believed it. Uh, was it. How big was this scar? Was it 
the entire length of his forehead down the side of his face as long as chest was navel. No, no. That was the uh, most uh, wanted man by the FBI of that year. I no, get those always. You know, this was, it was a tiny scar. He probably, probably fell on a beer bottle or something like that. He was hit by a model plane. <laughs> that's right. That, that's more like, more like that. That's right. <laughs> anyway. A paper airplane. It was a paper cut that scarred up on him. He would sit there and tell war stories. It was it was kind of funny, uh, except stupid of me, you know. Oh my. Gee, that's wild. That sounds awful. Wow. And then when you went on the air, is that Norm Nathan? Because you had your voice, and then you had your radio voice, right? That's right. I talked like this off the air. Then when I went on the air, I said, "WESX Salem." You know, I'm, hold on a minute. I've got to do a time check. And just, just stand there. I've got, I've got to turn my microphone on and do a time check. Just a just second. Up. <coughs> it's now 3.42. Okay, I'm all set for a bit more. Gene, how old do you think Joanna Kearns is? How much? 42. 42. You sound very subdued, Gene. Are you okay? Okay, as long as you're okay. Otherwise, we can, you know, a lot of police listen, including those in Boston. We can send a cruiser over to your house. Oh, I see. So you, this is what you do when you're fascinated. You're just, you're just very quiet. I know. I just listen. Okay, Mike. What do you think? Um, I think she's forty-one. Forty-one. A lot of funny noises going on. Here's you. That was sound effect. You like that? Uh, that was really nice. Uh, Tony, wh how old do you think she is? 43. 43? Okay, and Ken? I think she's 42 also. 42, 42 also? too. I got a buddy. Uh, okay, uh, actually, she's 43. No kidding. Yeah, so, so Tony... Tony and Arlene both had that right on the button. I'm not even really paying attention. I'm reading the paper. <laughs> I know, and I'm not paying attention either. <laughs> Uh, Russ, uh, Tony, and Ken are all tied to two apiece. Is that interesting? Oh, that is so interesting. Arlene and Mike have one apiece. And Gene, I know I you're tantalized by all of these. You got a zero. Yeah. <laughs> no. How about the uh, How about the movie producer? Well, wasn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's actually a film director. Uh, Norm. Yes. Before we do that, can we take care of? A oh yes, of, uh, yes. Hold on a minute. We have some commercials and stuff to oh, do. Oh, goody, goody. Oh, you, and you know what a sticky person. Well, this uh, is the good might. part. This is what everyone waits for. That's right. It's coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> something, something like that. Hold on a minute. I, want, I just want to tell you about a Valentine's Day suggestion uh, for Valentine's Day. Of course, the, the official day of romance. You understand that it is the official day of romance, don't you, Mike? Because I know you're a terribly romantic person yourself. <coughs> is that one of the romantic sounds that you um, utter? That's me, me, and me and romance don't really, you know. Anyway. Uh, romance, I understand. As I understand it, hot-blooded romance is your middle name. Absolutely. Anyway, Vermont teddy bears. Uh, make it easy for you to be truly romantic. Send your sweetheart a Valentine's Day bear gram to order. Just pick up the phone, dial 1-800-829-BEAR. That's 1-800-829-BEAR. And uh, you'll just melt your Valentine's heart with a bear gram from the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Plus, unlike flowers or candy, a bear gram lasts forever. 
choose the Cupid bear, the gangster of love, or, or the fool for love bear? <laughs> or how about, I was suggesting once we call up, remember we called up Vermont Teddy Bear Company, and I suggested, I, I asked the operator if they had a transvestite mm -hmm. bear. Yeah. And uh, she said, no, we don't. I mean, she wasn't all amused by that. Okay, anyway. Uh, the thing is, I think uh, it would be a lot more exciting if they would have it 1-800-B-A-R-E. And then you can really get it. Oh, that would be, you would really get it on. <laughs> that would change the tenor of the, of the yeah. spot entirely. I just want a bit of advice, though. If you, when you send your sweetheart a Valentine's Day beer, try mm -hmm. to send it at a time when his wife is not at home. That's 1-800-829-BEAR, B-E-A-R. There I go again with the spelling. <laughs> send your sweetheart a Valentine's Day beer grab from the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. And make sure her husband is not home at the time. <laughs> we might as well make this a kind of a bisexual thing. <laughs> yeah, if they, bisexual, uh, I don't think it's the word I was groping for. <laughs> groping for. <laughs> groping is not the right word either, is it? <laughs> okay, should we get back? Are you guys ready for the uh, part two of the dumb birthday game or part seven? I think it is now. <laughs> dumb birthday game right two. Anyway. Just when you thought it was safe. <laughs> <laughs> to tune in your radio, there they are again. Uh, Franco Zaffarelli, uh, the uh, movie filmmaker, the film director, born in Florence, Italy, on February 12th. How old would you think he is? Ken, what do you think? I can't think of... Can you think of any of his movies, any of you? No. Are you did he do a I, documentary on Senator Specter last year? Yes, he did. <laughs> he go. did. He did. A Day in the Life of Ireland Specter, I think it was called. Starring Arsenio Hall. It was very big up. Yeah, no, <laughs> Arsenio Hall was in, a, was in a production called Death of a Moyle. <laughs> yeah. He played all Inspector. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. That was in the spoof, Expectorate. <laughs> that's right. That was it, too. Inspector it, Yeah, it was the story of dentistry in Findlay, Ohio. At the turn of the century, uh, his film was called Rinse, Please, as I recall. <laughs> Directed by Franco Zeffirelli. That's right. Didn't he have uh, something to do with that industrial film? Uh, the Romance of of uh, Steel Ingot. Yeah, didn't he? I, I think he. I think maybe he, it was just his production company. Maybe he was, directed it. Really. That was the American version. That was yeah, Franco no, American. I, I. Yeah, that. The Franco American one. I knew. <gasps> I knew somebody would get that line in it, but it had to be you, Ken. Uh, I was kind sorry. of hoping it would be Gene from Hyde Park who would say <laughs> oh, that. Jesus how old? Uh, speaking of Gene from Hyde Park, how old do you think Franco Zeffirelli is on this very day, February twelfth? Pardon me. Picking on me again. Uh, I am picking on you. Yes, I am. Uh, Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Okay, and. Uh, Tony, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> That's not acceptable. That's not acceptable That's to us page, on this side of the aisle. Page 353, paragraph A, yeah. section 6-2. I'm checking that out. In the rule book. That's exactly where it is. Yes, it is. It said, uh, I don't know, Does not is not acceptable. Someone has to make a, a firm guess. I firmly guess. I don't know. That's better. 68. 68. Okay. And, uh, Mike, what do you say? Do, does anyone know any film that this guy ever was involved with or any, any production, anything of any kind? Do we know have anything to judge this guy's birth date with? 
or the year of his birth or anything? Nobody seems to be speaking I, up. I guess not. Thank no, you very much. I'm going to say I, that... that I, I know I've seen his name a million times. That, that makes one of us. There are film buffs all over who saying, Don't you understand what he did? Liz, what's wrong with you guys? He did the La Notizia di Giorno, Il Bulletino Materiologico, is one of his great films. Why don't you know that? Mark Van Sebelem and the Carpentrail and the Pisa Roof was his only German film. He did that too. Don't you know that? I'm going to say that this. Quand il me parlait dans that was his film. Jeez, don't you read subtitles or what? Didn't he do a film in Chagua? Yes, he did. Yeah, that was a little. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, the title of that was, as you know, Chagra is a language with just a few uh, uh, three, three uh, consonants, yeah. no, no vowels, three. Yeah, uh, it was called. <laughs> and they didn't have a, they couldn't think they had no subtitles for that very few people can translate Chagra but that was his film it was not a it was not a financial triumph but it was an artistic oh definitely oh most definitely it was yeah. shown at the uh, Con Film Festival as I recall I'm going to peg this guy's age at 63 63. Okay, and uh, let's see. Russ, what do you think? That name has an air of, uh, I don't know, <laughs> oldness about it. He's been around for a long Nobody in this century named their kids that. <laughs> Franco uh, Zeffirelli. I give him 80. 80. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Ken, Ken, what what would you uh, what would you say Franco Zeffirelli's age is today? Well, I would say the correct age if I knew it. <laughs> but under these circumstances, uh, I think I'm going to say 68. 68. Okay. And Arlene, what do you think? Well, I should know better because I'm Italian, but I don't know, so I'll just have to guess 62. Okay. Uh, Fra Franco Zeffirelli today is 73 oh, years old, 73. So the closest, was it me? I, I believe, let's see, you said 68, yeah. so you were five years off. Yeah. Uh, I believe maybe it was. Let's Ooh. see, we had that Russ was, uh, no, Russ was seven years off. And um, I believe, I believe you and uh, Ken both said 68. Yes. You both uh, did to win that those that round, so you both are tied at three apiece. Son of a gun, and uh, getting down to the wire. Oh, it is just one more thing. Russ has two. Uh, today is also here's a historical thing. I'll give you the the event, and you tell me what year it happened. I'm not so good at these. I don't like these either. Oh, okay. It's nice to learn something, but. Yeah, well, well, these, well so. we feel that if people are going to stay up all night listening to this program, at least they can take away some bit of knowledge. What year was the popsicle stick invented? That's the... How did you know it's going to say that? I had a feeling. No, I have the script. Is, I have the script. Uh, right no, this was, it was on this date, February 12th, George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue premiered. It was colorized, no. In New York. That's right. It was actually, yeah, his Rhapsody in Black and White yeah. at the time. They colorized it later. That you're, you're absolutely right. It premiered in New York on February 12th. But what, in heaven's name, was the year that that happened? What do you think, Arlene? What year was the Rhapsody in Blue? Oh, 
I'm not sure. Um, I might be wrong. Um, I guess 1920. I guess. 1920. Okay. Russ, what, what year do you think that was? Oh, I'm not a big Gershwin fan, but uh, <laughs> I have all his CDs. Um, let's try 30, 1933. 1933. Okay, Gene, what, what, what year do you think that was? Uh, 36, 1936. 1936. Norm? Yes? Could I change my guess? Because I think I guessed too early. Okay. I have, I have a feeling I, I guessed too early. Oh, I better I look guess. that one up in the rule book. What? <laughs> better look that up yeah, in the rule no, book. No, I've... I've oh, okay. uh, no, I actually, once we get gone, we I know, don't I usually guess. allow a person to take a second choice, but... I Go ahead, thinking anyway. about it anyway. I know I did. I probably okay. did. Anyway, um, I'll guess 1935. 1935. I know I'll never do it again. Pardon me? I said I'll never do that again. I'm never going to guess 1935 again. <laughs> <laughs> I won't forget that, but she changed it. What's that? Changed it. Yes, yeah, she did change it to 1935, yeah. Uh, Mike, I just allowed that because she only has one correct answer. There's no way she can win the whole thing. Oh, you sucker. Jeez. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? I think 1938 sounds about right. 1938 sounds right to you. How about uh, you, Tony? That's exactly what I was going to I'm sorry, did I scare you? Yeah, you really did. 1938. However, you did remove a large piece of earwax from my right ear. <laughs> I'm sorry, you said 1938. Okay. And uh, Ken? Uh, I'll say 36. 1936. Okay. Uh, the actual year was 1924. Oh, yeah, my no. goodness. So you were much closer, Arlene, uh, oh, on the first okay. thing. Uh -huh. yeah, uh, so let's see. The winner would be probably Russ, who said, yeah, he said 33. 33 right. That is irony right there. That is that is irony. Uh, and, and the winner would have been Arlene. That just shows you go by your instincts, Arlene, for heaven's All sake. Right. Because a woman's instincts are terribly important. <laughs> they made America. Great. So we have uh, Russ with three correct answers, and Tony with three correct answers, uh, and, and also Ken. Mm. We ought to have uh, oh, right and, back to the beginning. Yeah. yeah, we ought to have maybe one more. Yeah, we can do one if more. We could. Uh, okay, one more. Okay. Um, the first, the first round. This is February twelfth. The first round of the world automobile race began on February twelfth in New York. It ended in Paris the following August. First round-the-world automobile race. Okay, what year would that have been, uh, Ken? Um, <laughs> Take that, Ken. The first, the first round-the-world automobile race began. I don't see how that's possible. I know that. I don't think they traveled across the Atlantic. There probably was some other means of getting... Getting overseas, I'm sure. As far sure. as I know, that hasn't taken place yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you guess because we're running kind of okay, tight okay, on time. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. 1935. Um, 35. Tony, what do you think? Uh, well, 19. I'll stick with 38. 38. Okay, Mike? 29. 29. And uh, Gene? 28. 1928. Russ? I'm going to go with Gene. 1928. 1928. Arlene? 1930. 
1930. The actual year was 1904. Hmm. I'm sorry, 1908. 1908. Uh, 1908. Uh, so the closest... Nobody was really close, but I think Mike was the closest with 1929. No, I said 1928, Norm. You said 1928. You're absolutely right. So you win. You win the whole thing. That's a, that's well, yeah. So we, we oh, the problem is getting a prize up to up to Canada without going through uh, through customs. Have him pick it up on his motorcycle trip down to Washington. Well, I'm coming through in May. Okay. <laughs> hold, hold on, though. hold on, Russell. Uh, uh, not Russell. Mike, I've got to I got to get gone because we got about 45 seconds to news. But uh, Mike will take your name and address. So you hold on. Don't hang up yet, Russ. Okay. Uh, we'll send something up. We'll see. What a whirlwind uh, tour of uh, the city of Lynn would be nice. That would be good. Yeah. And you're in line for that. Hey, Tony, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Hey, have a great day. And you too, Arlene. Thank you. And Ken. See you next weekend. Okay. See you next weekend. And Gene, too. Thank you very much. Uh, Love you. Okay. Nice, nice to have you playing the game. And, of course, thanks also to, uh, to Mike Epstein. And thanks to me, the very beautiful Norm Nathan. Did that live up to the hype? I found it to be an excellent condensed version of almost everything Norm. Please like, subscribe, and share, and support the show on Patreon. Closing the vault and leaving this world a little sillier than we found it. For Jack Hart's jammies, negligees, teddies, nighties, and baby dolls. Huh, heck, lingerie in general. Mary from Peabody. Fredericks of Hollywood. Nathan's of Middleton. Limp left hands, curling toes, and dropped belly buttons. Shtick. Norm's unmatched Bob Raleigh impression. The teen canteen. Using old reference material. Not getting the memo. The great dumb birthday game marquee on Soldier's Field Road. David Wright and the American Weekly. Numerology. Movies of the week. Getting hit in the forehead by a low-flying model paper airplane that leaves a scar. Norm's real voice. Bear Bear Grams. Arsenio Hall starring in Death of a Moyle. <laughs> oh my, it's hard to say that with any kind of a straight face. Expectorate, the story of dentistry in Finley, Ohio. Also known as Rinse Please. The Romance of Steel Ingots. Franco-American. Norm speaking in Italian, German, French, and Chagra. A Woman's Instinct. Whirlwind Tours of Lynn Mass. Mike Hot-blooded romance Epstein, Ken Newman, and my very dear friend, Norm Nathan, and using my real voice, I'm Tony Nesbitt.